Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me What You Know. I'm Michael, here joined by my co-host Michael again. Today is Wednesday, May 8th, 2019. Uh, what's up? How's it going? Doing pretty well. How are you? You know, just, uh, you can't complain. Can't use complain. that one. I, I was searching for a, uh, an old trope. I'm yeah. just going to use that one. Well, it's nice when it's Wednesday for you and you're taking off the next two days. That's true. Here, yeah. here I come, Wisconsin. Yeah, heading out to Sheboygan. Heading out to Sheboygan with John Candy and his, his polka stars. That's right. I might, I might never come back. Well, I might I just like stay there. Were. What's better than 45-degree weather in May? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, Mike, what do you got for me today? Well, so I wanted to kind of give a little explainer uh, just about the, the process of the podcast, just so, just so everybody kind of has a little bit more clear understanding of, of what we do here. Uh, essentially, each week, Michael and I both bring a topic to the table. Uh, the other person does not know uh, what topic that we're going to be bringing. So they're, they're coming in blind, essentially. I would bring a topic in, and Michael would not know what I'm going to be talking about, and vice versa. The idea is I, tell, I ask him to tell me what he knows about the topic, and then uh, we get a little information, and then I go a little bit more in-depth based on all the research I've done, shout out Wikipedia, uh, and kind of go from there. So that's, that's essentially how the podcast works. Um, we're going to be trying to do this weekly. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. For sure, tweet at uh, MMP7700 <laughs> if you have any complaints. <laughs> You're not on Twitter, huh? No, I am. I just figured they'd be better for you. <laughs> you can come at Michael Brown Jr. as well. Uh, typically, people are not looking for me when they tweet at Michael Brown Jr. Uh, yeah, they're looking at the... Uh, the unfortunately, the, the man who, the, was, who was shot. The St. Louis. Exactly. Michael Brown. The Ferguson guy. The Ferguson. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just to start off with, with a really happy <laughs> note today. Dark. Yes, it did. It did. <laughs> But it's happened before. It's happened before. Yeah, uh, sometimes it's got to go dark. We'll bring it back to the light. Tell you what, let's just go ahead and jump into it, right? <laughs> this will be a little bit lighter here. Uh, Michael, I can't wait for this. Tell me what you know about the hobby horse revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a hobby horse is? So is a hobby horse the things that you ride outside of like a... Like a so you're thinking of a merry-go-round like merry horse that you put on? Is that not what that so is? A hobby horse is, a, is like a toy. It's like a stick with a horse head on it, like, like okay. little, little kids have. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, then, then, you, <laughs> yes. then you put it between your legs and you run around like you're riding a horse. Correct. Those, I know nothing about a hobby horse. Well, thing. yeah, neither did I. But apparently in Finland, it is a, it's taking off. It's a craze, really? for, for mostly for, for girls between ages 10 to 18. There's they, 18-year-old girls in Finland riding around with... A horse. Not only riding around, legs. they're built. They're creating them. They're. It's kind of like a, a club for them, I guess. They're. They're creating them. They are competing in competitions. What's the competition? So they have like dressage. They do jumping. They do so trail a- riding. There are judges. There are national championships. <laughs> Wait. So. So. I. It, it, there's a designing element to it, but then there's also like a performance element. You know, I don't know that design has anything to do with it. I think it's mostly performance. You can have an ugly ass hobby horse and still be the best. So it's hobby like horse a rider. stock car. You have everyone's like a stock car horse that you got to ride, sure. but it's sort of how you ride it. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's. I don't think there's any way you can create them to give you an advantage in okay. riding this thing because it's actually your legs doing the work. Uh, but yeah, so. In some of the art, there was a New York Times article about this, about this hobby horse thing, and then there's been a documentary release called The Hobby Horse Revolution. Oh wow! About this, um, and it's kind of, I guess, it's given kind of girls that maybe might be more quiet, a little bit more, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Less adventurous, introverted, I guess. Yeah, more introverted. They kind of have a, a space to go out and be creative and 
show let, let their flag fly a bit right. it said you know some of them are, are sports girls some of them are really lonely girls and some can be the coolest girl at school Ooh. but there's over 10,000 people doing this mostly like I said girls between the ages of 10 to 18 and so like I said they're designing they're creating they're Robbie they're riding these hobby horses for fun and for competition uh, the equestrian federation of Finland is organizing the events so this is like a lower-end version. So the equestrian community is in favor of this. So they're, they're a lot helping. of these people that I've, from what I've seen, they mm-hmm. are, you know, have some kind of background or some kind of affinity for actual horses. And I, and I say that, please don't come at me, hobby horse enthusiast, when I say actual <laughs> horses, because I know that maybe these hobby horses are actual horses as well. Hey. Uh, but yeah, dressage, show jumping, trail riding uh, is starting to grow in other places, specifically in, in Sweden and the Netherlands and Russia as well, I believe. Do you know if the idea of it's supposed to be that that the best the person who best imitates actually riding a horse wins or is it more of like there's a there's a dance to this i think that you wouldn't uh, be able to do on an actual horse you no know? i don't think it's so much like there's nothing from the videos that i've seen it is like they're it's like okay there's for example there's like a form that like judges have when they're judging these right. events, right? right? And it's like, okay, the first move is they need to come out and trot and then canter, stop, back, back pedal a little bit. And like, did they get that? So Check it off. Kind and of how, like a gymnast. Oh, like sure. a yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. The Russian yeah. judges are horrible out there. I'm sure they're, like, <laughs> they're very strict unless it's one of their own, I would imagine. I would imagine too. Yeah. Um, and so I guess uh, it kind of gained popularity, uh, mostly word of mouth and then like kind of an online, like, grouping started growing a bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of discussion interaction was on these, uh, these forums, uh, like kind of in the early 2010s, I guess is when it started happening. Uh-huh. Uh, in terms of, I, I guess like it, it helps them develop this camaraderie among people that might not have that elsewhere between like, you know, just relationships and, and their personal lives. But it's, 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 it's very different. Uh, the, one, one of the things I read is that at these competitions, I'm not kidding you. There's a veterinarian there lecturing the girls what? on vaccination schedules. <laughs> of horses. Of hobby horses. What are you vaccinating a, ho- I think a hobby horse? It's just that it's they're, just like they're, they're taking it all in. They're Unless really... they're talking about horses, but they did not make any kind of clarification they're talking about horses. It's a hobby horse event. Could we pull up a picture of this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I mean, I'm is show, it a broomstick? I'm gonna, it's with... a broomstick, essentially, with a, with like a stuffed horse head on the top of it. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Here, let me show you what a hobby horse looks like real quick. Oh, my God. Yeah. You guys see that? That's great, isn't it? <laughs> Just type in hobby horse in Google, and you'll look at the same thing we're looking at right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's... But let me just read you this this quote that I have here. A veterinarian lectured girls on hobby horse vaccination schedules, saying, check that the eyes are clear and there is no nasal discharge. <laughs> the girls discussed hobby horse bloodlines and hobby horse temperaments, hobby horse training routines, and hobby horse diets. So they're completely lost their minds a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's it's to, to you and me, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it seems super bizarre. I'm trying not to offend anyone here. I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it sounds pretty crazy. Well, it's only right? 10,000 people in the world doing this. So we probably, can, and we, I think we could probably fight them all. Yeah, I, think we, <laughs> I think we'd win. Maybe not all at 10,000, but I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, they made a documentary about the Hobby Horse Revolution. Um, in one of the clips I saw, they were they're, they're really referring to these toys like they're actual living things. Uh, let me show you this clip real quick. This has like a Pikachu um, Pokemon flavor to it, to me. And then mixed in with the air guitar. 
yeah, championship. Like tangible. it's a bunch of people that don't have any talent wanting to be. <laughs> Maybe we'll cut that. <laughs> but it's a bunch of it's a bunch of people that that. It's just like the watering down of our society. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to like. Do you want to feel like you can ride a horse? Do you can you not afford a horse? We will give you a broomstick with a horse head. See, my thing is, I don't, I don't know if they can't ride a horse. It's just, right, it's, it's crazy that they do this as well, or only this. But, I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. They have trail riding as a competition. They're just that's just running through the woods with a stick between your legs. I think you nailed it. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying not to offend, but I guess I'm you gallop to, a little bit. Yeah, you act like you're galloping. But yes. that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't you just have like somebody ride behind you, um, Monty Python style? And it's click, essentially click and like some coconuts yeah. in their hands. Yeah. yeah. Here, let me show you this little gif right here so you can get a better idea of it while I kind of explain more to you. But yeah, I mean, oh see, they have like God. competitions. They prance around. Look, she's going to do some different steps in a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, see? Oh. And all, you know, everybody looking on. It's, that, I would like to know if she's being graded on how well she mimics and imitates a horse or if she's imitating riding a horse. So what I saw was your upper body needs to be like you're riding the horse, whereas the legs need to be more like the prancing of the actual horse. Oh. So maybe there's some skill in there. I, I don't know if I could do it. I think I would have to I'll practice. You, what, you, you would never find me trying it. <laughs> you tell me you didn't practice this once during the research of maybe this Maybe when I was three and I had a hobby <laughs> horse, but it was just basically me just running well, around holding it in my hand. Doesn't it, This also has like a, uh, a Quidditch feel to it. Sure. When people, because people are playing Quidditch a bunch yeah, yeah. now, and they're running around with sticks between their legs. Yeah, but at least it has. There's God. a game element to it. Yeah, yeah. you got to be fast, like actually run. That's wild. Yeah. And when it so let's play in the background while we talk. A little yeah. Bit. When, there's a world championship. Like there's a, I could see the Asian community getting very into this. Yeah, there's so there's world championships in Finland. Actually, the uh, this is Finland website, which is Finland's like national like country's website, mm -hmm. has a like link on there to uh like start like a starter kit for getting into this so they have like you know tips on building uh building, building your first building your horse and horse. like how to ride and like the seven best things of doing hobby horse riding and all that kind of stuff <laughs> i want you to read the subtitles right here hold on let me go back a little bit because this is this is this part's really great if he overheats if he overheats and does that then just don't jump this is one girl teaching another girl how to ride a hobby horse, saying that if the horse, if the hobby horse, which remember is an inanimate object, overheats, don't jump, just keep riding. A I mean, bit. it's just crazy. Yeah, it, it it is. It's it's hard to wrap your head around that people are that that into this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously you're happy that somebody's into something, right? But this for is sure. a little weird. I, listen, if somebody's finding their place out there with this, go for it. Awesome, for sure. Uh, I can't say wild. that I understand it. That's wild. But I just think there's, there's a lot out in the world that you could get into. Before, and there's so many things. Uh, uh, oh my god, that was a pretty good jump. I mean, you could, but that's amazing in and of itself. We have the high jump already. You know? Yeah, but try we it, have hurdles. Yeah, but try it with a uh, with a stick between your legs. <laughs> I mean, it would make it harder. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's pretty crazy. So I mean, this just for me, it was like. What else is out there? Like, what else? I mean, <laughs> this seems almost like pretty much anything can be famous, or anything can can catch on. Then, yeah, but it's and it's, anything and it's, can and catch it's on. growing. I mean, I don't know. I I did not see anything about it being like stateside. I don't know that there's a big gathering of 
hobby horse enthusiasts here, but give it time, man. I mean, the internet moves fast. Oh, I think it's coming here real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Internet moves super fast. Uh, yeah, like I said, so, so the enthusiasts teamed up with This Is Finland, their official country website, to create a hobby horse toolbox so people all over the world can get started with their new hobby. They also mentioned, like, there was a video about the seven best things about hobby horse yeah. riding. Yeah. Uh, I think What's I the best thing? Well, I counted, like, five. <laughs> I, I watched the video. I didn't quite get seven, but it was community, imagination, freedom, development, and courage. Okay. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting stuff. I'll, well, I'll, we'll, we'll post a couple of videos uh, yeah. in the notes for this, for this episode so you guys can, can get a better idea. There was a big New York Times article about it. Uh, written back in April, I think that I found. Yeah, April twenty first, uh, and it just—it's called "Once a Secret Society." Sorry, Finland's Hobby Horse Girls. Once a Secret Society, now prance in public. Prance in public. Yeah. So it was a subculture for teenage hobby horse enthusiasts. Uh, it kind of flourished under the radar, and then now it's—it's uh, it's considering a national export. Hey, way to go, Finland. Yeah. Helping the world. Avant-garde. <laughs> it's on the yeah, cutting edge. A little bit, I would say. <laughs> so. Well, <laughs> thank you for sharing, yeah, Michael. No problem. <laughs> I do kind of want to try it now. I don't know. <laughs> well, listen, there, I, I know a good toolkit to get you started. Yeah, that's good to know. I'll be sharing that link. Yes. Uh, well, this is something that I've been kind of interested in maybe over the last six months. It's mostly developed from uh, channel surfing okay. and landing on this and kind of getting into it. Uh, Michael, tell me what you know about darts uh like the bar game the bar game so as a person who went to college it had a lot of bars in it uh-huh i crappily played darts for a lot yeah, like a you, long time i mean it was mostly just hey I let's see you being pretty good at darts yeah but it, you know it always turns into uh you're playing cricket or whatever mm-hmm. and you you close out everything except for bullseye and you're st- standing there for another 45 minutes your beer's hot and you're yeah. like you know what you win. Yeah, I give up. When you're sh- when you're crappy at any little game like that, and you can't finish the game, especially when you're you know a little impaired as well. Yeah, towards the fifth game. Yeah, yeah. And, and girls aren't exactly flocking to to the dartboard. It's maybe it's usually maybe empty. it was me. <laughs> it was just my skills. <laughs> well, weren't. sometimes it's kind of nice to find a, a dartboard because you get to kind of have true. some extra space. That's true. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you played darts? Oh man, uh, no, I don't know. I mean probably within the last five years, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And it wasn't anything like, where was I? I feel like I played recently. Anyway. Well, darts has been growing like, like a weed. ESPN and stuff. Like a weed. Yeah. All over the world, darts mm-hmm. has been growing. Um, it's actually one of the fastest growing sports on, on the planet. No way. Yeah. Sport? Uh, sport, yeah. Fastest growing sport. All right. All right. Uh, it was invented by Brian Gamlin yeah. in 1896, but it has it goes way back to like the 14th century. Uh, it was kind of a, a game the military would play. So as you're like waiting between battles and sh- you'd have something to do. So I, I, one one I've I, I heard multiple ways about how the game kind of started, but one of the ways that they think it might have started is the trunk of a tree. Yeah. Being cut down and then the rings inside of it. Sure. So that kind of gives like a natural scoring element. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're close to the center. You're further away from the part. Um, so that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so darts is a game. It's played in a bar or a pub. Sure. Uh, circular board, 20 equal sections. Yeah. Uh, and the board is 18 inches in diameter. Right. Uh, so the location of the numbers is actually... they. 
there's a lot of thought into that. So I just always assumed it was just arbitrary. Yeah, so it looks random, but yeah. it's not. So the, the way they, they set it up was, is that the 20, like 20 is the middle top. top. Yeah. Uh, 19 is put in the furthest away possible it could be. So it's not, it's, they make it one, one to the left, yeah. but like for 6 p.m., you know, it's like 6.30 p.m. Yeah, so like that's it, where it is. You, you can't miss small and hit it. Exactly. So that's, that's the whole, the, the numbers are that put in sense. places designed so that you can't just kind of luck your way into it. Right. In fact, when the, the first time that, the, that darts got put into a pub in England, it got challenged legally as uh, a game of chance. And somebody had to come in and be like, they hit 23 times in a row. And then they brought some clerk up and was like, you do it. And he only hit one thing on the board. And they're like, yeah, this is a game of skill. Okay. Go ahead and put it in the, in the bars. I thought that was kind of interesting. Who cares um, if it's a game of chance? It, people thought it was a gambling issue. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So if it's a game of chance, or if it's a game of chance, it's gambling. Sure. If it's a game of skill, it's the best man wins, okay. right? Um, board, so you hang a board. At five feet eight inches high, yeah. so the the bullseye is five feet five feet eight okay. inches high, uh, and if it depends on if you're throwing with steel tips or soft tips. If you're throwing with steel tips, uh, you stand seven feet nine and a quarter inches away. Uh, soft tips eight feet. If you're not throwing steel tips, get out of my face. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, um, and then there's you know the double sections are on the far outside. Sure, triple. and then the triples are in the center section so you hit a double you get double the amount of points you hit double 20 you get 40 triple 20 60 or if you're playing like cricket you get an x instead of one slash yeah you get to slash it off yep um i guess we can jump to that part so popular games yeah i Um, know too is cricket and what 501 is the other so 501 is like the tournament game right that's what they play that's what you see on tv two people 501 points countdown first one to hit zero exactly on a double Point. So you have, you, to, end on you have to end on a double. Uh, and they have 301 if you're like a little crappier, okay. quicker games. Uh, cricket. Round the world's another one. You got to go all the way around the board. Um, okay. Baseball is pretty similar. You go, um, they're nine innings. Okay. You start with throwing at one, number like the, yeah, yeah at yeah, one yeah. on the board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for each one you hit, you get a you get a run, you get a point. Okay. And then we move on to two. We play nine innings. First person, the, mo- the person with the most runs wins that mm. kind of game. When you say you're back into, like, you're getting into this more, is I, it like watching it, playing it, you're following it, you have an app on your phone now? No, no, mostly mostly very lightly following. Okay. I, I don't know very much about darts. Like, do you and have a favorite darter? I don't, I don't. I, I mostly just, my, I mostly get into it because I'll be, I'll be channel surfing, mm. I'll follow on darts, and I'll watch, like, a couple of matches. And it's kind of interesting. It's, I mean, the matches are hilarious. It's, it has, like, a WWE element to it mixed with bowling. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. And then I really want to go – I think it would be most fun to go to one of these things. Yeah. I feel like my only interaction with darts on TV is, like, I'm scrolling past it or something hilarious happens during a match where somebody goes crazy. And this is obviously not darts, but it's bowling. Like, when that Pete Weber guy went fucking right. nuts and he was like – who do you think you are? I am. Right. And it, it, those are the kind of like reactions you get from these guys. I feel like they go the, nuts. Are those, I would not be surprised if those are shot in the same studio. There's like a bowling alley on one side and then a dartboard on the other. They have a very similar uh, lighting to them. Like a five, five tier riser going around the whole thing. <laughs> and then just inside black. Basically. Inside black. Well, the darts things look more like, uh, like huge pubs. Like they look like almost beer gardens. Okay. Um, that would make more sense. More yeah. fun for the audience. Yeah. 
So you're basically just sitting back there getting boozed, mm. yelling at, at them. And they can, you can say whatever you want to say. So there's, there is like a, a head, I guess, psych-out element Between to it. the two competitors? Between the fans uh, okay. and the competitors. So if you're close and you're yelling stuff, like people can absolutely hear you, and there's and people can hold up signs in the background and stuff. So there isn't even like a college game day element, and that's to it. like legal, or it's just like not. That's it's, totally legal. Okay, it, it, the fans are are encouraged to to play a role. Okay, all right. Um, not like you know affect the next shot, but like play mind games. It's like uh, the psych outs in basketball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so th- th- people have talked about they like as long as you come up with confidence and you got to control the crowd. If you come up all timid. You can get all scared. They're, they're just gonna like eat you alive. I feel like uh, of the of the what do you what do you call participants that that do that that play darts dart uh, throwers I th- throwers. I would like to if tossers. There's a, if there's a real word for it. Yeah, actually. I feel like the the ones that I've seen are, are a lot of them are like uh, are, are British or from from Europe. So this game is is born and bred in the UK. Yeah, they love this game. Right. Um, professional. Yeah. Yeah, professional dart thrower, I would professional guess. Professional dart thrower. Yeah. Golf ball whacker guy. That's right. Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> um, but I wanted – so you asked, like, who do I follow? Yeah, yeah. So who so who is, like, the best dart throwers? I, this is always funny to me that, that in all, every sport there just seems to be one guy who's yeah. so far out and above everybody there's, there's else. There's a LeBron James of the dart world? There's a LeBron – oh, there's a LeBron James. His name is Phil, the power Taylor. <laughs> oh, of course. He has got power. a great walk-up oh, like song. like Feel the Power. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't think that. <laughs> right, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past. These guys are clever. They're very, yeah. very clever. Yeah. He's got a great walk-up song. What does he go out to? He go, So there's a – this is common with, with these guys. There's a pre-prelude section song, and then there's an actual walk-up song. So each guy has uh, – the announcer comes calls up and – Brings the guy on, and then when he after he says his name, the music kicks and it goes uh-huh. into like the actual song. So uh, Phil Phil the Power Taylor yeah. comes up to fanfare for the common man. Okay, uh, which uh, let me just play a little bit of. Yeah, yeah, do it. And then he comes into uh, the power, uh-huh. power of love. No, by Snap, oh. which is a very good song for him. Oh yeah, of course. yeah, you know the song. I got the power. Yeah. All right, so I want to play just I want to play for you Phil Taylor's last walk-up song. Okay. Wait, yeah, there's what? three. No, sorry, sorry, his last walk-up ever. Uh, so he's a little retired. bit more about Phil Taylor. Yeah. The guy is a beast. Okay. He's won 16 world championships. Okay. All basically back to back to back to back. I mean, the guy is a nut. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the next guy down from him is this Dutch guy named Michael Van Gerwen. Okay. His m- nickname is Mighty Mike. Mighty Mike's pretty damn good. Yeah. He's currently the world number one. Okay. Because uh, Phil Taylor's retired. Okay. Uh, currently 58. Yeah, I think the walk-up songs is maybe one of the best parts about darts. I mean, the, the game's good, too, but but the theatrics. That's how you know, that's how you, know the, the, you got a good sport. The theatrics is really what this is all about. I mean, yeah, baseball yeah. No, needs to spectacle. do it better. It's a spectacle. Right. For sure. I can just see uh, the, the people, like, you know, planning for one of these events. They're sitting back in the room. They're like, all right, ESPN's given us two hours. How are we going to fill this with darts? Like, 
I got an idea. We'll give them three walk-up songs each. <laughs> <laughs> That'll take a good 15 minutes okay. per round. And then, and then we'll move into the and then, we'll, then the dart play, whatever, blah blah blah. And then we'll have a winner, and then we'll, then we'll more walk-up music. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, My, Mighty Mike comes out to uh, "Shine on You Crazy Diamond" is oh, his yeah, first yeah, song, yeah. and it goes into Seven Nation Army. Classic. Yeah, pretty good. Classic. Gets you jacked up. Yes. So I, just, I do want probably p- almost forget you're watching darts. Almost. <laughs> And then the darts happens, and you're like, oh, I'll change the channel. <laughs> uh, I got to play for you, though, uh, Phil Taylor's walk-up. Oh, yeah, so this is his final one you're saying. Yeah, this is his last walk-up. Packed house. People are crying. I mean, there's this Asian woman that looks like it's like her best dog just died. She's, it's it's pretty, pretty touching. They had to put her hobby horse down earlier that day. <laughs> <laughs> and gentlemen, dominating the world of darts for over three decades, the winner of over 100 televised finals, ladies and gentlemen, for the very final time, it's time to meet the record-breaking... Is the crowd chanting along with him? So so this is a scripted opening that is done. Each guy, each of the good guys has a scripted opening. They do every time they come out. They do every time they come out. So it's almost, it reminds me of a... So you get like extra goosebumps because you get to sort of like scream the opening. Yeah, it's like a throwback to uh, uh, Road Dog Jesse James and the badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws coming out. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot of people at a dance. So, what do you th- what do you think his net worth is? Uh, I think, I mean, are we including like how much money he's hustled out of people at bars? <laughs> Just what his his uh, internet what would the internet will tell you? Because he's probably got double it. <laughs> Ten million. Fucking nailed it. Really? $10 million yeah. to this guy. Yeah. 16-time winner, world champion. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing. But there's a – so the winner of the world championship gets 500,000 pounds. Okay. So you wait like a $630,000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, $2.5 million prize pool for the entire thing. Sure. And it's a single elimination tournament, uh, winner take how many? What, how many people earned it, do you know? Uh, actually, I don't know how many. I would imagine like 32 or something like that. Yeah. Maybe something. Well, so uh, it happens over Christmas, culminates right after the end of the year. Okay. I think I really want to go. Yeah. Is it always held in the same place? Uh, they've had to move it to a bigger venue because sure. the it's but grown. In the, in the UK? In the UK. Yeah. Yeah, in London. Okay. It looks awesome. Yeah, it looks like a party. And, uh, yeah. What do you guys at home think after seeing that video? <laughs> <laughs> we'll post links for this one as well so you can get a feel for it. But, yeah, it looks it – looks, uh, I don't know. I think uh, like flipping through it on TV and stuff. It's like it's like you know you. It's like watching fishing. Right. You get like sucked into it, and you don't even realize like four hours have passed, and you're right. still watching darts. Yeah. And you're like holy well, shit. It, it's it. I have an appreciation for how quickly they can add up the the points. Oh yeah. And yeah, subtract. Yeah. Uh, and so, it's, but it's kind of nice to know what the strategies they have to to getting the numbers they want to hit at. Well, yeah, and I would imagine that like they're good enough to where they're not really adding and subtracting anymore. They just know the order of what they need to hit, they, right? Right. 
well, so and then they miss, and they well, got so when, when it's five hundred one, and you have you know all the points, you're trying to get as many points as you can, right? So you're just trying to three tw- three three triple twenties for one eighty, yeah. right? Yeah. But then once you get down into like sub those numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. it starts coming into like I don't want to throw at double ten. I don't like double ten. I yeah, like double eight. I'd rather yeah. So I, that I, I find pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of compilation videos of perfect nines, which is what uh, it. It's nine perfect. You can get five of one in nine throws. In nine it's, throws. Yeah, that's how long it would take. That's like the perfect, the perfect game. So it's like triple twenty, triple twenty, triple twenty. It's triple again. twenty, triple twenty, double twenty, double nineteen. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Huh. Does the bullseye give you anything for that for that game or no? People, the guys don't throw at bullseye that much because yeah. I guess it uh, not well, there's no anything. triple. So you, the bullseye, you get 25 and then 50. So that's what I always thought. Uh, like, you know how the you know how like all right. So it's it's either double or triple is like blue and or red and then green mm-hmm. and then or green and then red and then like the bullseye is green and red. Mm-hmm. Whenever I play like cricket, I just can I consider like if you hit it, the bullseye, it's three. It's all, yeah, you're done. <laughs> and the green is two because you want to end the yeah, end the, end the, the game. damn game. Yeah, you've been exactly. sitting there. Your beer's warm. Exactly. Right. But yeah, that starts. Now Pretty you know. cool. Very good. I think we should go to uh, London at some point. I'm in. Maybe not just for that. Maybe we could maybe plan a trip. Uh, and then Just for this. (laughs) Three-day trip? Yeah, sure. Get in and out. Perfect. No jet lag, really. All right. Um, Well, cool. Thanks for uh, for telling me that. Now you know. Yeah, I'm going to sleep well tonight. Yeah. Knowing all that. Feel the power. And if you don't think that his name... If you don't think that his nickname is that for, like, feel the power, you're crazy. It's for sure (laughs) feel the power. Well, he's really good. I mean, he probably has a lot of power. Yeah, and you can feel it. Yeah. Exactly. But his open... I love his entrance. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 very very, uh, wrestling. Yeah. For sure. All right, cool. Uh, Guys, thanks for listening. Hope you learned a lot today. I know I did. Uh, And we will be back next week in another episode. Thanks, guys. Love you.